Welcome back, all of you beautifully unbound book babes. We are back for season two, and we have our first official review. We are doing the Psycho Shifter universe, specifically book six, Psycho Gods. And with a title like that, you just know it's going to get out of control quickly. <laughs> and it does. So, and it does. <laughs> if you are, you know, new to the Shiffers, I would stop listening. You should make sure you go read all of the books. I'm going to do a very broad, non-spoiler recap of the series first. Uh, but then we're going to dive into a more detailed review of book six, and there will most definitely be spoilers. So, in this six-book series, the first three follow Sadie. Sadie is a young orphan with a sister, and you end up following her in the first three books on this journey to understand herself, kind of unlock some secrets, and come into her full power. During that process, and in book two, we meet her best friend, Erin. So the last three books cover her journey about uh, finding herself, uh, defining who she is as a woman, getting through a lot of dark struggles, and coming out on the other side also in her full power. Both of these females have some of the funniest uh, internal dialogue that you will ever read. Their character uh, development is very unique. There is a lot of dark trauma and humor uh, that you will read. And it is my, by far, uh, my favorite internal dialogue of characters. Their friendship is also hilarious. And... Though they are very different, they are chaotically similar. So it is a long series. There's lots of words, many pages to get through all six of these books. But the journey is quick because they are such a quick and easy read. By that, I mean you just want to read them. It's easy to fall in love with these characters and make it to the end. That was a beautiful recap. I wish I could read that series again just based off that recap. That's amazing. Thank you. I was trying really hard not to spoil anything. So it's super vague for a reason. There's so much that happens, you guys. Here's what I will say, though. I So Bobby recommended this series to me, and I was so nervous to read it. I was, Bobby said, it's so funny. You're going to love it. And I was like, look, I'd love to laugh. But I don't like forced laughs at like semi-terrible jokes. And written humor, written humor is so hard. It is the hardest thing to do, right? Like in stand-up comedy or movies, you have inflection, you have falling down, you have fart jokes. Like I was really, really nervous going into this of like ugh, written humor is hard I don't know how like is it going to be funny or is it going to be cringe it was hilarious this was hands down I mean I had to stop reading it in public because I was laughing so hard and I looked so stupid just like 
Um, so yeah, it's definitely one of the funniest, wittiest, driest sense of humor for a female character's internal dialogue. It's hilarious. And I mean, we're not saying we identify with being the funniest in the world, but um, we definitely self-identify with these characters pretty closely. <laughs> yes. Yeah. There's a lot of men in these stories and not a lot of females. And that is, you know, just something that's relatable <laughs> for us. So uh, it's very fun to see how these women actually bully men. <laughs> yes. That is a great way to put it. Uh, and the author, Jasmine Mass. 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 Yeah. Um, you know, I think she does a really great job. So she, these books are multiple point of view. Mm-hmm. And I think she does such a great job having an individual voice for each character. She yes. you know, it can be it can be really hard um to not make all of your characters sound the same because obviously you're just one person. Um and I think she did a great job with you know the females sounding different from the males. There are seven. Does does Sadie have a POV in book six? There's seven or eight points of view in this story, you guys. In book six, no. I don't I don't think Sadie has a point of view in any of Aaron's books. Hold on. Toodles. I'm dumb. Welcome back. I can look at my phone because I'm an idiot. <laughs> what were you going to get? Oh, your Kindle. Yeah. <laughs> There's seven POVs in this book. That's wild. Do you want me to? Do you want me to say who they are? No, let me guess. Okay. So Aaron, Corvus, Orion. Scorpius, John, Luca, Luther, Jinx. Oh, she gets two. She gets two. She gets two. Mm -hmm. Two, three. Let me check. Three. She gets three. Wow. Yeah. That's wild. And Jinx is eventually going to get a story, but hers is on hold, correct? Yeah. Asmund's going to make a whole new world yep she is yep so she jasmine is taking some time off from writing uh because she's basically written all six of these books in two years so she's had oh my god very fast timeline to get these out and she's basically been non-stop writing so she is taking some time off coming out with a new series and i think it's supposed to be like three books and then she's going to return to shed some light on jinx and uh, what happens next uh, or maybe what happened previously to her, with her. I'll be excited to see how she takes that one. And that would be very different. Jinx is not as funny. <laughs> no. He's a very, she's fairly serious, isn't she? Yeah, she's pretty serious. Yeah. So, overall, I mean, we, the books came out, they've, like you said, in, within two years, we devoured all six of these books. Pretty quickly. Yeah. But as we could. 
you read books they uh, sent like a day and a half. <laughs> I was like, Bobby, this is hilarious. I thought it was, I truly thought they were all 200 pages. And so I was like, ah, oh, quick read. I'll just, I didn't realize they were like 700 pages a piece. Yeah. The last two were pretty long. <laughs> um, So that's, that's the fun of e-reading. You just have no idea how many pages do. <laughs> Oh, man. Um, so in regards to, well, no, I guess that would be a spoiler. Well, we can jump into the in-depth spoiler stuff because we already, we're already there. Like, Yeah, there's really nothing else to. No, we have to. We have to. There's nowhere else to go. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. Uh, so, book five, this review's pr- primarily going to be book six. So, book five ends with them winning the Legionnaire games and finding out that they are going to be in charge of an army against the ungodly. Yeah, they're that the gods' champions. Champions yeah. of the gods. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, they're going to fight the ungodly, which are creatures that live in a human body or, and then you have to kill the human. And then what is it like a six or seven foot creature or 10 foot creature? So they're like a parasite. Like apparently like they lay, they give their eggs to the egg to a human and then it hatches and side them and takes them over and so on the exterior the ungodly look like humans but there's something like kind of like a green film to their eye so you know that they're the infected and then when you kill the infected an ungodly which basically makes me think of like a giant lobster slimy lobster like pops out of them and then let me then you have to kill that, and it's like green, goo, like just horrible, grime, nasty. But uh, yeah, that's what they're fighting. The Did you ever watch the Alien movies way back, like as a kid? That's kind of what it reminds me of, right? Yeah, they would pump it into them, and then it would explode out of their chest. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. So, that's where we pick up. In book six. So going into book six, right, we have the war against the ungodly, which Aaron is pretty much the general. Yeah. Deciding. Like, she's the smartest person in the room. Mm-hmm. Leading this war against the ungodly. And the redemption arc for the kings. Yes, that's main One. focus. Yeah. Now, going into... Going into book six, did you think there was going to be a redemption arc? Did you want that, or did you want her to not allow any redemption? Um, you know, I was I was hoping there would be something, some at least like if there was a full redemption, at least cordiality. Is that a word? I. If it is, I don't know what it means. 
I wanted there to be some type of like cordial understanding at bare minimum. Ah, uh, cordiality. I get I get where we're going with it. I still don't know if it's a word, but now. <laughs> <laughs> um, made that up. I like it though. I'm gonna run with it. Sounds like agility. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I had to. <laughs> I don't think it's a word, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Kristen. Go ahead. <laughs> it is now. I like it. Um. You know, I was I was nervous for their redemption arc. Um, at first, I was like, no, there's no coming back from the things that they have done. Right? There's just no coming back from, like, trying to drown Aaron in the bathtub. Yeah, setting you know? her on fire until her skin melted off her skeleton. Yeah, like, there's no coming back from that, right? No. But then, by the end of the book, I was like, you know... It's nice to know that there is redemption for everybody, right? There's nothing you can do in this life. I mean, none of us can do those things. But, you know, when you apply it to a real-life scenario where you're like, you know, you could pretty much come back from every anything if you're willing to eat crow and crawl across the floor. Literally. Yes, literally. <laughs> so, there are a Sometimes couple... I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, and I was going to say, sometimes your redemption is going to be very cringeworthy. <laughs> yep. There are a couple storylines that have to kind of, like, be wrapped up, though. Like, one of them being um, the fact that all the men think that Sadie and Aaron slept together in the shower. <laughs> and they still get so mad, and they're so, so angry. And Sadie. But they were just... Sadie and Aaron were jokes. They got jokes the whole thing, you know? So, like, yeah. And then also, go ahead. Well, like, Sadie's beast form is a giant saber-toothed tiger. So, of course, she's going to antagonize whoever she wants. And she's like, come on, let's make out again. Yes. She's constantly trying to stir the pot. (laughs) It's probably a favorite underlying joke of the whole last book actually is her just trying to get under people's Sadie trying to get under everyone's skin (laughs) and then also we have to clarify who exactly the twins are because we love them we love John and Luca in book five we know that they're the princes of darkness but we don't know what the hell that means and where from turns fucking out they're the princes of darkness from the Olympus realm and they're fucking Hades' sons. And Hades runs the prison. And I'm just like, I was, did you see that coming? No, I didn't, I didn't really get their, their story at all. It was at all. I was really disappointed with the twins in book six. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, okay. So they're the princes of darkness. They're Hades' son. They run like the prison where all of the worst monsters go. But what exactly is their power? Just portal hopping? Just, it is just darkness? Yeah, I feel like they can wield, they're like crazy strong and they wield darkness and open portals. I don't know. I don't either. And I was, I was super bummed 
Yeah, I guess I feel point. Like, got a point about that. Like, what exactly? I feel like power. They were so the twins were so built up in book one and two, and they just kind of fell flat in book three to make room for the king's redemption arc. Yeah, and they were just. It almost feels like we got gypped on just not knowing more about them. I was thinking that a lot of feedback that was given after book five was that the kings were like too, too cruel. And so I think she did um, kind of focus on the kings groveling way more than anything to do with the twins because... Really, the twins were the main event for me in book two. Like, they were my, like, the characters to watch, the characters to appreciate. Um, so I do think that there was a lot of room made for the kings at the sacrifice of the twins. The thing I miss the most, so in book two, the king, or the twins would always smirk. At the kings, anytime they got Aaron on a hug or into their bed, they would just, like, look over and smirk at them, like, na-na-na-boo-boo, stick your head in doo-doo, right? Yeah. And they didn't do any of that in book three. Like, they didn't posture against the kings. They didn't, like, claim any sort of territory. They just, like... Yeah. I do... And again, my issue with, like, every reverse harem is there's no, like, would-you-rather argument there's no like back and forth of like okay definitely this guy oh wait no 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 definitely that guy oh wait 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 no 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 like it's always it, there's just no choice right you just know it's, you're gonna end up with all of them there's no like yeah oh, like this one better or maybe not that one this one like there's no battle of Aaron ever being confused of whether it's the twins or the kings right and i would have liked that i would have liked that more yeah i could yeah i do think though that like jasmine when she was writing this she did a poll on i uh, on instagram and asked like do you want her to end up with just the twins just the kings or the kings and the twins and the kings and the twins won the poll and i think that Despite that not enough back and forth, the way that she had them all come together was very well done. It was pretty cute. Them yeah. In love with each other. <laughs> yes, it was done so well because in the story, you know, Erin is committed to the, the twins already. She's got on uh, jewelry. That signifies that she's going to commit to them and marry them and create a soul bond with them. Um, during the story, it ends up happening without their their knowledge, really, at first. They figure it out. And so then it comes down to the fact, well, it's too, like, the kings aren't going to get their option. Like, their option is... The package, right? Like you're you're not just getting here anywhere because she has husbands now, and it's the twins. So like the you know you have to be all accepting kings, and so they go on this this journey of groveling, and a lot of it is rooted in the issues between Corvus and Aaron, and so to have them come together how they did with like this kind of like 
this whole three plus three thing and this duality and pairing like John and Scorpius and Luca and Orion and Aaron and Corvus. And then you have the three Aaron and the twins and the three of the Kings. And then, so it does end up pretty, pretty cute. Um, but I was actually very surprised on how less graphic this book was over number five. Number five was far more graphic. Like, even during the fight scenes with the ungodly, it kind of just goes through this repetitious thing through Aaron's mind kind of thing where she's like screams, sounds, slashing, gore. And it doesn't get super, super detailed, which I actually like because it, it does so much for um, you understanding the mindset that Aaron is in uh during the whole situation because she's she's spiraling hard like just straight down and um i do think that how she wraps up the series with them all coming together and kind of having some level of peace uh is very cute and i thought it was very clever about her uh, because we find out Erin has angel wings at the end of book five, that she's part angel, and, but she can't fly. There's this whole problem about her being able to fly. Well, I'm not going to ruin this part, but there is a reason. And I love how Jasmine solves that. Mm -hmm. So she, so she could get over it and overcome it. I did you not know, see that coming. That was a twist. I was not. <laughs> I didn't either. I never put any of that together. <laughs> no, not at all. But when you talk about like Aaron spiraling, like we don't know Aaron ever not spiraling. Yeah. Yeah. Well, however, when you go back to like book two, when it's like Sadie's story, you never would have guessed that Aaron was having problems. Right. Right? And so it's such an interesting concept that we had no idea Aaron was spiraling. So there's no possible way that any of these other characters, like Aaron thinks she's falling apart, but from the outside, I don't know if she knows how well she's holding it together. Yeah, exactly. I know what I mean. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's an interesting, it's an interesting peek into like mental illness and depression mm -hmm. of like what's going on in her head while she's still fully functioning. Within. Yeah, because nobody realized it until some of the soul, how bad it was until some of these soul bond things started happening and they were getting glimpsed based on that. Like they're like, oh, she's in pain at weird times. Why is she in pain? Like, yeah, I just brushed like her cheek. Like what's <laughs> happening, you know? But then again, she's surrounded by all men, so would they ever notice? We know how observant men can be. No. <laughs> or cannot be. We know that they're not observant. <laughs> I'll just say it. <laughs> like, so, <laughs> yeah, so maybe that was a bit of a, yeah, maybe I should take all that back. Other people <laughs> spiraling, med would not. <laughs> it's... So one of the things that I kind of missed was Sadie and Aaron's interactions. Like, I was so happy for the end of the, the like, the last half of the book because there were so many more Sadie-Aaron interactions in the first half of the book. And I really needed that. I really wanted those interactions. So I was really happy that they came in at the end of the book. But um, 
And then I also was like, because we know that Cobra actually loves and adores Sadie. Like, they actually had bonded over trauma. And But their whole dynamic in this book is hilarious because, like, Cobra's always acting like he hates her and she's always talking shit about him. But at the same time, you know that they, like, adore each other. Yeah. You know, interesting to me, I guess it makes sense, but anytime Sadie showed up, Cobra was with her mm-hmm. as opposed to any of her other mates. Mate. Mm-hmm. But it makes sense because Cobra is unhinged and he's like, so crazy <laughs> unhinged like there is no other word there is no other word you are correct and i guess that does match aaron's personality pretty well mm-hmm. being a little unhinged and out of control yeah <laughs> oh the other thing is okay so at no point right circling back at no point do the do the twins ever like posture against the kings or claim territory in a Sadie or I'm sorry Aaron they never claim their territory over Aaron there's a point in book six where one of them I think John stands up to Scorpius and Aaron's like oh man he would just get ripped to shreds right Mm -hmm. however in book five when Luca throws Aaron into the ocean after she's like hey sorry about all that stuff that went down in the Legionnaire games before they knew it was Luca like, this is how they find out John is a twin, is she thinks she's running next to Silent John. Mm-hmm. And she says, hey, sorry for, like, what happened out on the field out there. And then he he just picks her up and throws her into the ocean. Oh, yeah. And then there's just this little, it's a one, it's one sentence of Scorpius is trying to beat the shit out of Luca, and he cannot land a blow. Luca is just dodging everything. Scorpius is, like, winded and can't even land a blow on the guy so there's just like a hint that the twins are actually more powerful than the kings or like faster in hand-to-hand combat right oh and have just kind of that like it's just one line it's just this one time that your actual reference yeah like let me always do that (laughs) fuckers you're like wait 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 are you telling me that luca is like so fast and such a good fighter that Orion and Scorpius couldn't even la- couldn't even land a hit. Yeah, yeah, I was blown away by it, and I was like, "Wait a minute!" So again, to circle back to the twins, being like, "What is their power? What are their abilities?" I need I need more about them. That'd be nice. <laughs> I love Luca. John's a big happy gold retriever, mm-hmm. but Luca's a bit of like a silver tongue. Like, oh yeah, you know, he's he's a. Uh, I had a dirty mouth. <laughs> I was going to say, I had so many dirty jokes passing my head beneath. <laughs> oh, my head went straight to the gutter. <laughs> it was supposed to, because that's what Lucas says is terrible, terrible stuff. <laughs> so, what did you like about the book? I, you know, I really enjoyed the uh, the growth of Aaron. From being in that mindset of always fighting and like she's gonna rip Luther apart. I don't know if it's Lothair, Luther. I think it's French. I just called him Luther for all six books. Yeah, basically I did too. <laughs> Nothing uh, strange in season two. We make our own shit up. Uh you know, she's gonna rip him apart. She's gonna rip Corvus's head off of his shoulders, you know. 
And then she gets to a point where she's like, I am just so done fighting. I don't have the energy to hold a grudge, you know? And it's, it's that growth and that capacity for forgiveness that I don't have it, but it was fun watching her have it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was, you know, such an interesting story of like, wow, that's so cool. I love that for you, girl. I don't have it, but I love it for you. It's so funny because I called Kristen and uh, we were talking and I was like telling her how I felt like there's this one battle scene where like you really don't know if Sadie and Jinx are, are I'm sorry, Sadie and uh, Aaron and then Jinx are going to make it out of there alive. Um, and there's a point where Aaron knocks Sadie out on purpose and then tries to protect her. And we were talking about that scene. And Kristen was like, if I needed any confirmation that I am actually Sadie in the stories, it was that scene. Like, that I'm Sadie in the friendship. <laughs> I was cracking up. I was like, that's super true. <laughs> there's that. There's that particular scene. But also at the end when you find out that they were like, wow, Sadie's so stupid. Maybe if we take a little tiny piece of Aaron's soul, this will make her a functioning human being. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, it worked. <laughs> like, then it made her smarter. And Aaron's like, made her smarter. She's a dumb shit. <laughs> yeah, I really liked um, how... Like I said, how she kind of tied the the groups of people together for the the like reverse hair and wide shoes, and then I also like Jinx and getting a little bit more knowledge about what and who she is, uh, and I cannot wait to to learn more. And I also love that she is the um, lady regent of the Fey Court or the Fey Realm now. I love yeah. that. Yeah. What is what is she again? She's a soul mancer. Soul mancer. Yeah. Highly recommend the series. Follow Clear Jasmine. You are yeah. You're not gonna put this book down. Clear oh. yours. If you're going on vacation, this is the time to pick up your because you'll read them. <laughs> you'll read all of them. Yeah. Yep. Yepers. Be sure to follow Jasmine at Jasmine Mass Books uh, on Instagram and TikTok. I'll have it linked below for you. She is hilarious. Sign up for her newsletter. She's also hilarious there. She also adds in tidbits about, um, like, a little bit behind the scenes in her life in her um, newsletters as well. And check back in a few months because you never know who's going to be a guest on the podcast. Intent. <laughs> Until next, <laughs> <laughs> Until next week, keep reading and we'll see you then.